For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, chat? What is up, Matt? It is time for two to tango. Number five, I had to check several times this week. I've already lost count how many episodes we are. Um, yeah, I'm shirtless right now. Let me address the elephant in the room <laughs> I'm right now. And uh, Matt is wearing a sweatshirt. He's wearing a sweatshirt. Oh, yes, I am, Scoob. Man, I tell you what, though, you look good with that shirt on. You know, it's end of summer, <laughs> yeah. so you got to, you know, hopefully out here in Long Island, it's a little rainy today, so I had to break out the... Uh, NYPB best pot butter around uh, team steam hoodie and uh, yeah. Uh oh, uh oh. I think he might have disconnected. I think we lost the steam. I think we lost the steam, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, is, he, is he back? He's back. He's back. We're back, baby. We're okay, back. Okay, he's back. He's Dude. back. We lost him, but he's back. How's your week been going? Uh, my week's been going good. I was um I was trying to find tattoo artists. I was working on a full chest piece. Anything <laughs> anything to accentuate what's going on here on camera. I also I tried to hit up John Fury's um cocaine guy. I was trying to get on that. So, I mean, I was all over the place this week. All right, all right. It sounds like a good week, man. Dude, I've been training hard, bro. Training hard. I, I, no news yet, unfortunately. I was hoping to have news by now, but still just training for November 11th. So, you know, just about like 11 weeks out from that. And, you know, now Bazooka's also training for November 11th. He's trying to get on that card, should be. And then uh, Nas as well. Nas is training hard. So uh, hopefully uh, the boys will be at MSG and it'll be a nice takeover um but dude we have a it's a good it's a it's a good atmosphere at the gym you know everyone was bumming a little bit about aljo losing but you know i had to remind everyone that we get knocked down but we always get back up and uh that's what like truly matters in the end of the day but so many so many guys with fights coming up man like uh i'm doing a, a puke drill with armando tonight armando is uh ring of combat september uh september 8th in atlantic city um, but even next weekend on that CFFC, I believe it's in Philly, um, CFFC, we have uh, Anthony DeLemi. He's like a beast, a powerhouse at 145. Um, he's having, I, I believe, his third pro fight. He's 2-0 and with two knockouts. Um, and then we got uh, Aljo's brothers, Troy and Kelvin Sterling. They're both fighting. So, you know, we got to get one. You know, they're going to get one back for Aljo. And I, I believe Aljo's heading out to Philly to uh, corner everyone. So, you know, everyone's training hard, bro. 
Yeah, and that's like that's the thing about MMA is when you take when you take a loss, you know, there's there's a lot of ways to bounce back. You know, you can get in someone else's corner, you can cheer them on, you can corner someone else. You don't necessarily it's not it's not over for you just because of one L. I don't I don't like the talk I've been seeing on the timeline this week. I know, man. And even like you you might see it's like one guy versus one guy in the cage. But this is a team, you know, we're a team, especially here in Long Island with the Saralongo fight team, you know, you know, Aljo going in there and, and, you know, it didn't work out for him. But, you know, everybody in the gym is still, you know, so proud. You know, he, he's our leader. He's our fearless leader. And the, the way that he handled that defeat as well um, just speaks volumes for the person he is. He's always helping everybody. You know, I can't wait to have him back at the gym, like coaching classes and stuff and uh and, you know, it's it's still everybody's still fired up. You know, everybody's at the gym training hard uh, and everybody's got fights. You know, and now it's next man up. It's next weekend. CFFC, you know, after that, it's ring of combat. After that, we got another guy on contender series, uh, Dylan Montello, the quiet man, the quiet man. Uh, so you guys out there, another uh, Sarah Longo uh, UFC guy is going to be next. The quiet man. And then even Charlie's in their training. Charlie's on the short list. Um, so it's still, man, it's it's iron sharpens iron. And uh, there's there's something in the water out here. And uh, and we're coming, man. We're coming. Yeah, yeah. And Aljo, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But Aljo's going to yeah, we'll bounce back for that. sure. And then uh, shout out to Ray Longo, too. He's in there getting his uh, – he got his hip surgery yesterday. So Oof. he's going to be – yeah, yeah. So he's he's gonna be, come back like a new man. He said he'll be ready for MSG. He said he'll. Uh, so we're all we're all in training camp. Uh, we're all making our gains. I'm I'm sure I'll see him at the gym like to, tonight. He just had his hip surgery yesterday. He's like, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. He's the bionic man now. I know, man. I mean, he. It's unbelievable him just doing all the traveling as well and cornering everyone and coaching everyone and. He was holding pads, you know, up until the day that he like got hip surgery. So it's like he's he's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, crazy. And he's not a he's not a young man. He's not a young man. So it's a, it's a feat of it's a feat of strength. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know, also I gotta mention Chris Weidman too, man. Uh, you know, Chris Weidman had dude, just him getting healthy, going through everything he went through. And making it, you know, making that walk, his walkout was electric. You know, it was the biggest pop of the night in Boston. Um, everybody was singing Won't Back Down. Um, and uh, and then he went in there and he didn't back down, you know. Um, Brad Tavares is an amazing fighter. He's a legend in his own, you know, fought everybody. Um, came in there with a great game plan, chopped those legs. And, you know, Wadman did not back down, even when he his legs were compromised and, uh you know he's uh, he's with his family now and uh, he's healing up. So, it, it, it you know we didn't get the outcome we wanted in Boston, but it was still a great time. You know, watching these guys compete uh, at the highest level, and uh, you know that that's that's the fight game, baby. This is a roller coaster, a roller coaster of emotions, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's it's only for the. The, the blessed savages who like to uh, get in here and do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, win or lose, you're still a warrior at the end of the day, you know? Still got in there, fought in front of thousands of people. Still awesome, you know? 
Uh, no man and then that moves us over to like other the you know the the highest level is the ufc you're seeing the best fighters in the world fight under the best promotion uh out there and then you look i almost call it like a new league influencer boxing <laughs> <laughs> if you can call it boxing if you can i mean some of them are all right some of them are all right hey you know uh honestly any fight promotion out there uh, that wants to go on there and pay fighters um, and put on a show. You know, I think it's good for the the overall uh, martial arts and, and sport of it. Uh, so, I mean, I'm here for it. But you you could tell, man, they they just doing everything for clicks, man. Like it's uh, it's definitely all for the views. And it, it almost reminds me of WWE. Do you, do you think do you think the the press conference freakout was legit? The more I watch it, I don't know. That just seems like a guy that's uh that's been on a little a little bit of a a little sniff a sniff. Uh, hey, the fury the furies the are the best fighters in the world. The best fighting family in the world. I loved it, man. I loved it. I was dude, just talking him, to my dad. That, that reminded me of the bulldozer. Yeah, dude, just flipping the table at the press conference, grabbing your dick, saying, Father of the King of the World. And then just, <laughs> he's just banging the air. Like, what are we even doing here? But that's how you got to sell that stuff, I guess. Yeah, I mean, KSI is fighting Tommy Fury in the main event. Now, I'm curious to be like, who is like promoting that? Do you think KSI is promoting it? Um, that would it be. I don't know what it is. It looks AO Arena. It's on the zone. It's on the zone. So the so zone is is yeah is which is big. The zone play you know had that deal with Canelo plays you know top boxing fights, um, and they probably see you know uh, these people will get views. You know KSI's got a crazy following YouTuber, but I feel I feel like KSI's probably got like what five fights. Yeah, it's not many. Yeah, yeah. And then Tommy Fury coming from, you know, the Fury fighting family, um, you know, brother to Tyson Fury. And then you see his dad there, too. So he beat Jake Paul. So maybe uh, uh, Tommy Fury goes in there and beats up another uh, YouTuber. But we'll see. You know, that, that's the fight game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's. We got we got people in the chat. They're clamoring for our guest of the day. They're clamoring for the guest of the day. So let's bring them on in. Let's bring them on in. We got Clint McLean here. Oh, let me uh, let me get the the right screens up. Uh, what up, Clint? Here we go. Hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing much. How you feeling? How's it going? It's going. It's a Friday. I'm excited and. Uh, it wasn't on my uh, to-do list today to be talking with the two of you distinguished gentlemen. So I'm pretty excited. Thank you very much for the invite. I always love talking fights. Of course, bro. You got the smile on your face when you got the, the Pompos uh, plug right there, man. <laughs> Dude, love to uh, see it, man. I always got something to smile about. And uh, chatting with the Rolla, you're one of my favorite people on Twitter, man. So thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, I love. I love. Shout out the Twitter world. Uh, we have fun out there. Always cracking jokes, man. It's you know, it, it's a it's a great time to go in there and just like laugh at some some stuff, you know. For sure, it's, so it's an art form, though. 
not not all it the fighters is, yeah. out there have it have it down the way that you do like some people take it a little too seriously it's <laughs> it's cool when somebody likes you is loose enough to hang out with all of us psychos on twitter <laughs> yeah man I, I appreciate that so you uh i got another contender series guy coming up uh dylan montello the quiet man that's another that's another little little sneak peek right there I heard you mentioning that. I have not started looking into Contender Series yet for this week, so thank you for the tip. You know, anybody coming out of your guys' neck of the woods, I always have uh, circled. So if if we get a decent number, that's definitely the side I'll be looking to play. You guys have been killing it lately. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, even – can you bet on CFFC fights? I'm you know pretty what? sure they, they have lines places. It I'm depends not sure on where, where but... you're at. Yeah, but they right. do. You can, they do you can offer bet on them. everything. Yeah, you can bet on everything now. But Clint, I, I saw so on Underdog know. they added PFL, so we just need to. Oh, nice. I'll just start texting Underdog and being like, "Hey, we got these regional guys. Let's get their fights on the card." <laughs> yeah, man, Clint, you you win some money on Underdog Steamroller. You know what? I uh, I actually have just discovered Underdog, and I got to tell you guys, I have. Okay, I've never played best ball before, and I am addicted. The amount of drafts that I've done on underdog is quite frankly terrifying. I'm going to either lose a pile or be extremely happy at the end of football season. I love me some underdog. Um, so no, I didn't cash on the roller on underdog, but I did cash on you know my other accounts on you in your last couple of fights, man. I, I'll be honest with you, Matt. I didn't bet on you against Drew Dober. I bet on you big against the Zaytar. I didn't bet yeah. on you against Dober because my biggest fear in that fight was that you wouldn't grapple. And by God, you, you did not <laughs> grapple in that fight. And it worked out that. just fine. <laughs> Listen, that's why you're that's why you're smart better. You know, you 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 know you you do the research, you fit, you know, you and you make the right calls. Uh but I mean, I, I don't think they're gonna make me an underdog anymore. I'm hoping that they keep doing it, but we'll see who the next opponent is. Those um, days. Hopefully, are <laughs> hopefully we'll know soon. Do you have a? I heard you had a hit list though. Is there is there anybody you're really looking for, like top two or three? Yeah, man. I think Patty needs some man up and sign the contract. That's obviously the fight that people want to see. But we'll see, man. I'll be ready for anybody. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. But you are you in? Are you uh, watching that? Uh, we were talking about the Fury, uh, the Fury and uh, Paul, or what was it KSI Fury press conference? Dude, yeah, I saw circle. the clips. There, there's some that good meme material a, there with that, uh, with the table kick. <laughs> but one thing about that is that uh, uh, I want to see Mike Perry fight. That's like I when they pulled out Mike Perry, I was like, let's go. Yeah, I'm you with can. you. You can't mention Mike Perry and just not – you can't give me Mike Perry. You have to give it you, – you can't just take him away at that point. Like, that's the, the fight you, we all want to see. You can't just Perry dangle should never that be a carrot. backup. <laughs> no, never. But, I mean, Dylan Dennis, like, do you really think he will show up? Like, that, that is the smartest thing for uh, Logan Paul to do is to bring in, like, a real fighter, like – Mike Perry is is always training. He's like he's a real fighter, you know, and he's ready. He's ready to step in as soon as so. You know, props to Logan Paul for doing that, and hopefully they're they're taking care of him. You know, paying him a pretty penny to uh to be that backup. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's tough work. You would know, right? Like, you got to be on weight, you got to be in shape, you got to train, and then not to fight. I can't imagine, you know, showing up in that kind of a role just to be the the guy that gets to sit on the sidelines. So hopefully they're taking care of him. Um, isn't there? They've got the contract though, right? That Dennis has to pony up like half a million bucks or something if he pulls out of this one. Does he even have half know. a million dollars? I, uh, I, if I was, man, if I was Paul, I'd flip the reverse Uno card on him. I'd pull out the day of the fight, make him fight Mike Perry. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like Dylan, Dylan Dennis, like I, I met him once, and he was cool when I met him. But um, like, there, there's a, there's a, like, there's a line. If he were to be doing like the way that he's promoting this fight, just hosting uh logan paul's fiance with a different guy like oh my god it's it's definitely getting like a lot of attention but me i guess the true martial artist the true fighter in me is thinking like come on man like i do believe that you shouldn't bring religion into it shouldn't bring families into it um but i think i think that's that's why this influencer boxing i think is in a league of its own i think you got to look at inf influencer boxing like wwe you know, anything's every, anything's everything's on the table. You can uh, talk about whatever you want just to get the views, just to get the clicks. And uh, I want I, I hope that you keep that out of the UFC. You keep like the UFC as for like, you know, the best fighters in the world carry themselves that way. Um, and then you can we can enjoy this uh, this celebrity boxing. Uh, just, you know, have have fun with it. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's a it's a freak show. It's a fun freak show. You know, I, I'm yeah. totally here to be entertained by it. It's all good, but I'm I'm with you, man. Keep keep religion and family out of it. Everything else is pretty much fair game, but like you start getting low when you start doing that kind of thing. I, I really hope, and here's the thing, I, I only know Dylan Dennis from being the most mocked person on social media of all time. Like I don't know him on a personal level or anything like that. He annoys the crap out of me because he talks constantly and then never shows up. I'm not convinced the guy even knows how to throw a punch at this point because he refuses to fight, but he runs his mouth 24 seven and he's Connor's boy. So like there's this expectation level of like Dennis better know how to fight. I want to see Logan Paul beat his ass. Like I want to watch this fight because he's gone so hardcore villain on like the girlfriend thing that it's like, man, I'm, I've never rooted this hard for a Paul brother in my life. And I really hope the fight happens. And I want to see Dennis hit the canvas on this one. <laughs> Dude, I, I agree with you, man. I, I read like, I want Logan. I want Logan to knock him out now too. But uh, yep. I feel like Dylan is, he's like playing this troll and, well, and he, he is he is a true troll. Um, and then the, the people are like, I like loving it, man. Like he's getting so much attention uh, over posting uh, Logan Paul's fiance with so many other guys, man. Like, it's messed like up. At, at some point, <laughs> so I got to be like, I got like, God, come on, come on, man. Like, oh, he's, he's posting hey, his way in, into either like the biggest ass whooping ever, or he's just never planning on showing up. There's only two outcomes here. He's all in. It's yeah. big one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a bet on underdog uh, for if Dylan Dennis shows up? Oh, oh, I guarantee they'll have lines for it because they've had lines for the all the Paul fights. We're going to get lines for that. I guarantee it. The no is going to be like minus 350. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right. So let's get into uh, enough of that influencer boxing. Let's get into UFC 290, uh, 292, you know, Boston. I, I was there. Um, I, you know, I had, a, I had a, a fun time in Boston. You know, the outcome we didn't wasn't what we wanted, but still the Boston people showed me so much love. And like, it's still wild, like going to UFC events. And then uh, uh, we had a little meet and greet at Hurricanes, like a bar that was like walking distance to the TD Garden. And I walk in there and I was like, steamroller. I was like, what's up? What's up? What's up? You know, it's uh, it's still a surreal feeling, just the amount of like love and support that I, I've been getting. Uh, and even in Boston, man, they showed out. Um, yeah, so we had a great time, man. Where'd you guys watch the fights? Uh, same place as always, right where I'm sitting right now in the, the computer command center. I don't really uh, nice. don't really get out of here. But you're naked that that time, just you know, yeah, you yeah, your shirt and your pants off. I don't know what you mean that time. Like you you say that time, like I'm not right now. But but yes, Respect. yes, I was, yes, I was in the in the the UFC goon cave. Nice. I gotta I gotta come through and watch a fight with you over there. You gotta come out. <laughs> you gotta you gotta do island. a pants off stream. <laughs> dude dude matt meeting my uncle that would be that would be oh man a meeting of the minds we'll make it happen we got to get the live uh two to tango eventually eventually well i was coming to your house i didn't think you were coming to my house <laughs> yeah you got to come out to long island but yeah i also i also had a buddy of mine so i went to uh, uh junior college in franklin massachusetts for two years dean college and I had a buddy who was having an, uh, his bachelor party out there for for two ninety two, so like I got to meet up with uh, with them and the boys and kind of just party and ended up uh, watching like all the fights up in their suite. It was so cool, man! Uh, shout out Jack Page and the boys. Hell yeah! It is cool that there's so many ways to to enjoy fights, you know. Yeah, yeah, but let's get into it, man. Aljo, you know. Didn't you know that's the fight game, man? I I feel like I feel like Aljo beats O'Malley, you know, eight or nine times out of ten. But what O'Malley's the best in the world at is he is a sniper, and he even said it. You know, um, he trained he trained for this, and and he executed you know a, be a beautiful counter. You know, it made Aljo miss, made him pay, and uh, you know that's the fight game. Yeah, the one thing that he's so good at is just. He's so hard to actually get your hands on. And when you're trying to get your hands on him, he's just, he's got the perfect shot in his mind already. It's, it's crazy. The accuracy yeah. he has. That's what Aljo was saying was his uh, movement surprised him. Um, and that's, that's why key, you know, movement is key, uh, especially when you have, you know, somebody trying to uh, take you down, you know, and that that's always your first line of defense is your movement. And I think O'Malley's movement was, you know, very good, and and it showed. And and he he landed the shot he needed to land, and uh, you know Aljo wasn't completely out. He dropped them, and then the stoppage is a whole nother thing. What do you guys think? Yeah, the stoppage. I mean, I can kind of see both sides of the story on that one. The visuals were not great, and I feel like I'll be honest with you guys, we give the officials way too tough a time when it comes to the stoppage i can't imagine being in the middle of a cage with two half naked dudes 
not being able to hear myself think because the crowd is roaring. One guy's got blood streaming down his face and you've got to make a split second decision on whether or not to step in and stop it. You're thinking about the fighter safety and I think Marab's got a great point. It's a championship fight. This is the belt holder, the guy who's got the GOAT status at this moment for this weight class. Let him go out on his shield so there's no question. I get that. I totally get that. But at the same time, I can understand the ref looking at him and the way he was sitting on the floor for a minute there and going, I probably need to step in here. So it's uh, it's a tough one, man. I can honestly see both sides of that argument. Yeah, I agree completely. I always say like being a ref is like is a tough job, you know. Yeah. It's a thankless job, you know, it's either it's either you you know, you it's like a lose lose like like this. Like he he looked over the safety of the fighter but still is getting some backlash, but if he would have let Aljo like go out and then people would have been like, "Oh, like what are you doing?" if um it's a tough job, uh but you know, you get the best seat in the house. That's I always <laughs> thought about like 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 reffing and stuff. Sometimes I go in there and during people sparring and like I ref uh, I ref the sparring. I always go the I say, all right, come on, let's get it on, let's get it on, come on. <laughs> uh, that uh, who who used to say that? Let's get it on, come on. The, I, the one I remember it from is the uh, most extreme elimination challenge back in the day where they had the bad dub over the the Asian guy yeah. that would <laughs> yell that at the beginning of the show. Yeah, but uh, I feel again, like I, it, it, is that um? Is that Keith Peterson that says it? I feel like Keith Peterson says that. Keith is the man. I love that guy. Um, but again, like I would have liked to see you know it go a little bit longer, just because what you said. It's a championship fight. There's so much at stake. There's money, the belt. You know, let it go a little bit longer in a championship fight. But in the end of the day, it's the fighters' uh, uh, safety. The health is their is their job, and you can never be mad at a uh, early stoppage. Um, you know, I've, I've been on the other end of an early stoppage myself. Um, you know, it was seven seconds, uh, but Herzog is the man. You know, I was about to gain consciousness and, and catch a triangle on Terrence. But, you know, the fight got stopped. And who knows? You know, Aljo so maybe would have locked up a guard, started using that jujitsu, uh, made his way to the back, you know, or Aljo would have been put out uh, unconscious. And for a guy who, you know, loves Aljo, you know, I'm sure, you know, everybody who who really cares about him doesn't want to see that. So you can't be mad about it. Speaking of Terrence, has there been ever any talk about running that one back? I mean, you guys have gone way different directions since that fight happened. But, you know, sometimes there's that whole get one back idea, even though you're definitely on the upward trajectory right now. Yeah, you know that I always wanted that one back. You know, we didn't even really get to fight. He fucking got me, but uh, yeah. but I feel like Nas kind of like nailed that door closed when Nas That's beat true. him. But you never know if if Terrence keeps winning, and uh, you know it makes sense. We'll see. That's true. Nas was uh, yeah. When when you when you brought Nas in and he did what he did, it's like ah, all right, <laughs> we're probably good. <laughs> Yeah, and that, but then even Terrence bounced back uh, with a nice, uh, a strong performance. So he strings together a couple wins. We'll see. Um, and then you know Chris Weidman too. We we already touched about that again. But the All American, um, dude, he you know you, he didn't back down, and uh, he's with his family. He's getting healthy, and uh, you know I'm I'm always excited to see what's next with uh, with Chris. 
Yeah, just getting in the cage at all is a crazy feat. And I mean, he was taking yeah, kicks to that leg, you know. He was, he, oh. he wasn't. Uh, it was very like the the desk was saying he was taking kicks to the injured leg better than he was the other leg. So Brad's a dick. <laughs> yeah, but dude, that was what I was thinking the whole fight. I was like, Brad, you're you're an asshole. You could have you could be punching right now. You don't have to kick the leg. Dude, in that third round, I was cringing every time. And I'm like, damn, Brad, like, just (laughs) he's off just a little. That's what you have to do. (laughs) That's what you have to do. You know, this is like at the highest level, like with so much at stake. Every fight, UFC fights, you know, must win fight. Um, So, I mean, you got to like any any weakness, anything you could go for. that's what you have to do. And I, I like Brad too, man. Like he's a great Hawaiian guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, even after the fight, he's helping Wadman a bunch. He's a good dude. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah. Oh, the other thing about the prelims, uh, my prediction, I was right. Gregory Rodriguez KO first round. I did call yep. that one to a T. Robocop. Everybody lost their I'd... ass on that sub prop. <laughs> Yeah, how'd you do on this card, Clint? You know, I did. I did okay. I survived by the skin of my teeth. And uh, man, I was hoping we weren't going to talk about this card. My big bet of the night was Sean O'Malley, so that that did save my <laughs> night. I was on the other side there, and honestly, I had a pretty rough night, man, because my biggest investment was Ian Gary inside the distance, and watching <sighs> him just toy with Neil Magny, and then. Like he he could have finished that fight literally at any moment he wanted to and just had zero interest in getting that fight stopped. So for me as a gambler, that's you know, I'm sitting there in jambles because it was know, there. Right? It like, should have happened. Finish him. Finish him. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's, I feel like that's that... the game though, you know. We can't control what what happens once yeah. the cage door closed. I think it was a good bet. You know, he could have finished, he just didn't. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's again. I mean, that, you have to find those uh, those props to uh, to make uh, to make the money, right? Yeah, yeah, because he's a massive favorite. It was hard to play his money line, obviously, in that kind of a spot. But I got Marlon Vera. I loaded up on that money line, so I, I did pretty well with that one. Lost a couple of other, you know, small spots where I had dogs. I, I took a, a shot on, like, Gerald Mearshart, him losing that split decision. That was tough because I, I thought you could make an argument for him to win that fight. And then yeah, uh, I had another dog that had no shirt on. Yeah, that's why yeah. <laughs> I'm shirtless right now because that split decision. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, man, I honestly thought he could have won that second round and gotten two and three. And then honestly, I'm just shocked he didn't go to the grappling sooner. Like he obviously every single time they got into grappling exchanges, he found his way to the top. He was the better grappler, and he still decided to strike for an extra ten minutes. I was like, Gerald, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what was going on. It, it felt like he had a he had some kind of a weird camp. It felt like because it was a lot about mindset, like his mm-hmm. cornering, like just getting him going properly. So I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. It's like they wanted him to strike because he wasn't like just mentally there. It seemed like. Hmm. You and know, that's some weird people are, are some people got to take a hit to kind of wake up and uh, and get into the fight. Maybe they're. You know, I, I, a lot of people who are like that, they try to like spar around like in the in the warm up room. Um, but I mean, guess it didn't work well, out for him. 
that's what they said they did this time. They said they normally don't do that, and he comes out, starts really slow. They said they, like, hard sparred in the back, and he came out there really all sopping wet, ready to go. Hey, yeah, I don't know, man. No, it was I weird because I, I, I thought he had a clear edge in the grappling, and him to, to keep on risking – yeah, I, the biggest weakness that seemed was that big old right hand from Petrowski. And he just, instead of taking it to the ground where he had the advantage, he was determined to strike. And I was like, man, like, I don't know. They, you know, obviously it's easy to couch jockey that kind of stuff when you're in the cage. I, I have no idea what that feels like. And he might have thought he was winning cleanly in those exchanges. And it was a close fight. Obviously, Gerald was the right side from a betting perspective. So a bummer to lose that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was happy Petrowski came through. Scoob's got no shirt on. Gotta love it. <laughs> and you know, yeah. I forgot I forgot we did that bet until they're walking out to the cage. And I was like, holy shit, we I did I did say I would take my shirt off for this fight. Oh my god, I did. When they're saying like Petrowski wants to prove he's the best grappler, I was like, what have I done? <laughs> uh so what do you think is going to be next for sugar now sugar's saying he wants to fight in december huh yeah i mean honestly man I, i've been going back and forth with a buddy of mine on this a lot and i just think the most obvious thing is run it back with marlon vera i think the ufc had this thing set up from the jump they put munoz and vera together on the same card so they had a storyline backed up and ready to go for the next fight ideal situation was vera versus o'malley too it's got a story neither guy's hurt a quick turnaround like i think that's the move um i think they want to give o'malley a little bit more time to kind of beef up on that takedown defense and keep him i'll be honest with you man part of the reason why i bet on o'malley is it seems like he's the ufc's pick right now they want him to hold that belt for a while I think they want to keep him away from Marab. I think they want to keep him away from Umar. Like let let him shore up that takedown defense, get some more seasoning. And because of that, they're going to give him a couple strikers that are guys he can probably handle relatively easily before he has to face them. So either run it back with Aljo, which I think would be a great option except I doubt they're going to let Aljo take the the immediate rematch that way or give him Vera. Those are my top two options. I I want to see Marab get that shot. I really do. I'm a massive Marab fan. Um, made a lot of money on Marab too. And so I, I want to see him get that crack. I just, I'll bet you the UFC is going to kind of keep him from it for a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I, I feel like he, he wants to fight in December. So they're probably, probably Cheeto, which that'll be a great fight. You know, I love Cheeto as well. Cheeto is a fun, fun guy to fight. I got to uh, hang out with him and uh, Jason Perillo after the fights. Uh, so it was cool kind of meeting them. Um, but you know, I hope Marab gets it too, you know, and Aljo. I think it's only a matter of time before O'Malley runs into Marab or Aljo, you know, whichever one of them next. And, uh, you know, that's when, that's when the boys get, get one back, you know. Uh, but I'm, I'm here for that uh, Cheeto and uh, Sugar Sean too and in December. And now uh, McGregor saying, no, oh, December's back on the table. How is that? You know, he's it's very cryptic. He just what does he just McGregor. tweet out? December's back on the table. So maybe you get McGregor and Chandler on that card too. Is you know, he even December, in the USADA pool yet? No, dude, he, oh. he better be. Like, <laughs> how is he not? Like, he must. He's got to be back in the USADA pool. I, 
I don't understand. I need that. somebody. I need somebody to like animate a GIF, like an action sequence from a movie or someone, something where like Usada's trying to track him down on his boat. I imagine like the Usada guy at like six a.m. on a jet ski out there trying to chase down McGregor on his yacht to get his sample. Yeah, he ain't catching McGregor on that Lamborghini yacht. <laughs> and then he, and then meanwhile he's on Twitter posting like a a four tweet long voice note where he's like singing a song he heard on the radio. Oh man, you gotta love the McGregor voice notes. No, oh. but either either way, man. Uh, you know, there's still big fights in the future, and like, could you imagine a little McGregor Chandler, and then you got O'Malley and uh, and Cheeto, and then maybe you get the Steamroller and the Patty of the Batty on that. You know, if if Patty needs more time for December, I wouldn't mind us jumping on that card, but. I hope that he mans up for MSG or, or, you know, we, I can feel we're going to get news soon. So, but either way, it's going to be big fights, big fights on the horizon. I'm rooting for you, man. I hope, I hope Patty, you know, sacks up and takes that fight. I just, he's another one. I'm afraid the UFC might protect a little bit, you know, with the whole barstool thing and stuff like that. He's a bit of a star himself without really having, I don't know, earned it at the UFC level. So I feel like they might softball him a little bit. You know, they might not throw him to a killer like you quite that quick. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. I hope they way. do. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But uh, now we got UC Singapore coming up, too. Uh, yeah, but I, w- I want to talk about the co-main real quick before we get to that one, because we oh, do yeah. got to talk about Wei Li, just an absolute beast, monster Wei Li performance. I mean, she looks she looks more and more unbeatable every time she fights. She just gets stronger and stronger. So uh, this is the number one Wei Li show on YouTube. I'm declaring it now. There you go. Yeah, she yeah, she's a beast. Like she's so solid everywhere. With her striking, with her wrestling, with her grappling, and she's she's so strong and fast. Um, I don't know who who's uh who do you think uh, Tatiana Suarez maybe fight her? I think they're gonna do China yeah. versus China in China, aren't they? Like I I think they might go Yanjan and next. I think that's what they're they're hopefully going to do. I know she was in the crowd; right. she was there watching. So that would be okay, awesome. But- I I know they want to do a, a um. A uh, card in China. They have been talking about that for a long time. Wow. Yeah. That would that would be that would be pretty sweet. But is is Tatiana Suarez in that the same weight class? Yeah. <laughs> Let me. She's see. Got, I believe. I'm, I'm like, if she if they're in the same weight class, I think uh, that's the fight I want to see. Yeah, that's the fight right now for sure. But I mean, you've got both Jan and Tatiana coming off of smoking Jessica Andrade. It's I, I think they're gonna capture the hype of China and do a a China China main event. Make sure China goes home with a champion, <laughs> and then yeah, then they'll right? throw I mean, Tatiana they, in there. They got the UFC PI out in China, and I guess it's like out there. They just have. Uh, they have like trainers there and then uh, all these like Chinese people go there. Like they choose them. They're like, I choose like the top Chinese people bring to the PI and they just like trying to breed out like, like badass fighters from China. They definitely yeah, I mean, I, UFC like expanding out there. And I get it, I guess. And they got that one guy, um, Rong Zhu. He's from the UFC PI. He looks like he's just from a straight out of a movie. He's just perfectly shredded. Just a tank. Yeah, they're making that push, and uh, 
you know, Whaley Zhang is leading the way. Man, I she's such a monster. And I honestly, all props to Lemos because I don't think we've ever seen someone take a beating like that and still be relevant in the fight, like hanging in there trying to get a finish. I mean, Darage the Damage Elkins would be proud of Amanda Lemos's performance that night. That was insane. Yep. He just had a fight announced today. The, the he damage. did. Yeah, he's back. I thought he retired. That guy just don't quit. I can't believe it. Oh man, let me let me check Marcel's account. Um, but yeah, we'll move to the UC Singapore while I pull up uh, who the damage is fighting. Um, let's yeah, we got see. Max Holloway. Max Holloway fighting for uh, Hawaii. A lot of fires in Hawaii right now. You got to respect. Uh, you know, Max Holloway always putting Hawaii on his back. And uh, so I feel like he's got even more fire in him right now. I but said the, the same Korean thing zombie. this morning, Matt. I, I said yeah. the exact same thing this morning, Matt. If you listen to Max's interview, it's heartbreaking. Like the fact he's yeah. like tearing up while he's trying to answer the questions about what Hawaii's going through right now and stuff like that. And I'm, when it comes to sports betting, I'm big on like the emotional side of things. I think a lot of fighters can thrive off of that emotion and you got to pick and choose because some people some people you know don't do as well when they're emotional but some people i think really ride that emotion and i kind of think chan sung jung is in trouble because if max you know he's clear in a way the number two guy in the division volkanovsky the only guy capable of beating max holloway right now quite obviously and then you've got him fired up on his home country or not country but you know his his home state's uh problems and wanting to show out for his people like i think jung's in trouble <laughs> yeah he's a he's a huge favorite so how do how do you make money on a max holloway bet man i went inside like, the distance minus 125 just a, so just to finish just a finish. Yeah. I think that's all it yeah. takes. And I mean, we've seen him like kind of play with his food a little bit before. And I know a lot of people are thinking Max Holloway by decision. But like I said, with the emotion in there right now, I think a statement is is more likely from Max Holloway this week. And frankly, I think uh, the zombie is a little bit toast at this point. We saw what the volume of Volkanovsky did to him. And we can't count out like a sub because Max is way better on the ground than a lot of people realize. He just never uses it because he likes to use his hands so much. If Chan Sung Jung goes in there with like a fight, uh, you know, team fight ready, grapple heavy type of approach, he could snatch a neck. You never know. I, I just think Max is going to show out on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. I feel like uh, I feel like this might be one of the last uh, fights that we see the Korean Zombie. I mean, you gotta love the Korean Zombie. Always, yeah. You know, he's fought everybody in the division and. Uh, and he's still still going at it, you know. Uh, you, you'd hope that he, he'd be able to, you know, he puts up a good fight. And uh, but I'm, I got to go with Max too. I think that's the obvious pick. Yeah, I'm a Max too, and I'm putting a Max by. I, I like Max by knockout. I'm putting that on my underdog, my uh, my pick'em for this week. I'm putting it there. Yeah, you know who I'm excited to see though. I want to uh, see uh, Giga, the return of Giga uh, Jakaje. Another Georgian warrior. Yeah, it's been a while since we saw Giga. He he lost to who is it? Calvin uh, Calvin Cater. Uh, yeah, Calvin I've, Cater beat him up good, man. That was. Uh, yeah. But before that, what was he on like a seven fight win streak? Um, and he had a he he had a lot of hype before that uh, fight with Cater, and then Cater came out there and really just like uh, boxed him up and and uh, pieced him up good. But Giga took a lot of time off, and I know he was saying that 
Uh, it was tough for him to like find fights. Um, but I like this matchup too. Bruce Leroy, Bruce Leroy always throws down. Dude's been in the UFC for a long time. Yeah, man. Bruce Leroy. I've had a tough time calling his fights. I'll be honest with you. Cause I kind of expected him to taper off here a little bit. And he, instead he seems like he's getting better. Like at this crazy late stage of his career, he's all of a sudden making improvements instead of getting worse. Like, most people do but i kind of think the buck stops here man yeah. like he's taking on a guy in giga that just if your best quality is kickboxing and you got to get locked in there with giga that that's going to be a problem you know bruce leroy's not a he's not a power puncher and he's more of a flowy guy rather than like a volume guy so you know cater was able to just kind of walk him down put him on the back foot keep him moving backwards the whole fight i've got a hard time seeing caceres do something like that and, you know, from my position, I'm also looking at, like, we haven't seen that Giga kick in a long time, man. And Caceres, his his torso is, like, twice as long as a normal human being's body. So I think we might see the Giga kick here on Saturday show some effectiveness. Yeah, I love that Giga kick. Like, the way he points his toes. So, you know, a liver kick, it's it's in the pretty much in the liver. And he points his toes to just dig it in there uh, and then throws it like a round kick. So it's almost like a knife that just stabs into your body with his toes. I've, I've like broken my toes, like throwing kicks so many times. So like, I, I don't even want to throw it like that, but sometimes uh, I try to work it a little bit on the bag, try to like, like toughen my toes up a little bit, but it's a nasty, nasty technique. And uh, yeah, I think it feels like something I you don't that, do in training. You only do it in a fight. <laughs> No, everything to the body in training is good. You can uh, throw a little giga kick. <laughs> but I could also see Bruce Leroy. You know, he's got slick jujitsu. I think uh, that's his best route is uh, using his jujitsu try to try to catch uh, Giga's neck. But I think I think Giga's gonna uh, come back and like make some noise on his return. And you know, uh, he he goes in there and he gets a nice finish. Uh, he's gonna get his swag back. He's gonna get on the mic and he's gonna start talking his shit. Um, and I think that's good for the division. I agree. And I think honestly, if uh, if Leroy is gonna use that submission skill, I think he's gonna have to climb him like a tree, man. I, he doesn't have the wrestling. I don't think he's gonna be able to take Giga down. I think he's gonna have to catch him in a scramble or something like that to be able to lock up a sub. And that's where. I just think this is a, it's a good fight for Giga. You know what I mean? I think stylistically it makes sense for him. Yep. And we got Aaron Blanchfield on the card too, making her way out to Singapore. I think that's so cool. That's always a place that I would, I wanted to fight or I want to fight is uh, Singapore just on that side of the world. You get a nice trip out of it. You get to explore a new, uh, a new place. So that's definitely, she's definitely having a cool experience going out there and fighting. Yeah, do you feel like this? Um, do you feel like this fight should be higher up on the card? They got it. It's one of the first ones on the main event. This feels like a co-main to me. This feels like a Absolutely. a title eliminator here. I mean, the highest stakes on the card, man. This this should be the main event. I understand you got to make Chan Sung Jung and Max the main event, but like, this is way more important than Anthony Smith and Ryan Span. I'm with you. I do not understand why it's three, four fights down. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah, you know, Aaron gets this win. She should get a title shot. And, uh, 
who who's the uh the is that Whaley Zhang 125 girls? That's Grosso, champion? man. No, and no, oh, yeah. you know, Grosso, yeah. Talia got robbed in her last fight against uh against Valentina. This could be for the title. Like if the judges got that decision right, this would be an actual belt on the line. So biggest stakes by far on the card. I, I'm confused as to why it's down here and I don't know what to make of this one, man. I'll be honest with you. I, I started this week thinking that I was absolutely, without a doubt, going to back my dump truck up and put all the money in my bank account on Aaron Blanchfield. And then I started digging into what Santos has done. She's been gone for a year, and you just kind of forget how good somebody is if you're not regularly watching their stuff. That fight with Shevchenko, like it was clean. And I'm like, mm -hmm. man, she's going to be bigger. She's going to be stronger. She could definitely have more of a grappling edge than people are giving her credit for in this fight. I don't know that she should be the underdog. So, like, all of a sudden, I find myself wanting to bet on Tyler Santos to spoil the show. And then I had to kind of slap myself. I'm like, I do not want to put my money against Aaron Blanchfield. What One thing that I've discovered works well for me is if a fighter's on a heater, if everything's just clicking, if they're just doing it all right, don't get in front of them like that's you can pick the other person and be like hey, i think the other guy's gonna win but there's no reason to lose your money because when fighters i mean shit matt i don't have to tell you when a fighter's on a roll everything just works and if erin blanchfield exactly she's got the momentum and if she really is destined to have gold wrapped around her waist like a lot of us think that she is she finds a way to win on Saturday, and I don't need to lose money trying to stop a prospect like that. <laughs> I know, but what you just get the tease of the uh, the underdog money. You just always want that. Like I feel like for when or I can't bet. You know, thanks a lot, James Crouch. But uh, if I were to <laughs> bet, I I always like to like bet on the underdogs, like just because yeah. that's the, the fight game. You know, I feel like underdogs. Uh, you know, underdogs come out on top a lot, so. That underdog money is always uh, appealing. Absolutely. That's that's most of the way I play my game, man. I It's funny. People look at my record and I'll have like 300 losses to like 102 wins or something like that on my record. People are like, bro, you suck at picking fights. But I'm always betting like plus 185, plus 250 underdogs. So I end up being mm -hmm. profitable betting even though I'm getting the majority of my picks wrong because in MMA underdogs come through. Like if you pick the right dogs, you're making money. It works. Yeah. That's, that's it, my baby. strat that's also. It. But hey, yeah, with this it. fight, the underdogs on top. Hell yeah. Like Clint said, you know, Aaron's on such a, she's on such a hot run. Talia doesn't fight that often. So it's a real, it's a real clash there where I, I have to lean with Aaron, just the edge of, how often she fights, I feel like she's going to have that, that she's going to be ready to go full speed quicker than Talia is. Yeah, no doubt. I got Aaron too. She's like a Jersey girl. I met her a couple of times. She's KO reps. Shout out, Oren. You better call me soon with some fight news, some good fight news. Nice. So uh, I'm going with, uh, with Aaron, Aaron Blanchfield. Let's go. And hopefully I'm she uh, the title, the gets a title fight after that. Mm -hmm. Are we nervous that all three of us are on the same person? Is this like a Fox News <laughs> desk curse? <laughs> nah, we gotta gotta go with our girl Aaron. I mean, uh, besides that, you guys excited on? Uh, I don't really know. I guess they're they're trying to uh, 
load up like the uh, Japanese fighters and the Korean fighters and Chinese fighters out there in Singapore. Yeah, um, a lot of these guys are from the Road to UFC cards, yep. I oh, believe. Yeah, wow. These guys are coming from. Um, I know Ringy Nakamura, he he had some really good fights. He's also I always remember him because he's got the wrestling singlet in his tapology picture. So he's he's got the wrestling background. I believe he's a very good wrestler. He's like Undefeated the one Japanese too. fighter that you can count on the wrestling skill set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Has he fought in the UFC yet? I believe he's got he's got the one where he yeah it was the it was the road to UFC like the the final okay. you know and he he smoked the guy he smoked they the guy. they're softballing him here Matt they they're giving him Fernie Garcia a guy who's got a decent get up game but no real takedown defense so. It's kind of set up that if he needs to pull the parachute and he can't knock him out, he can always take him down. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's got to be a nice, easy bet right there. You got to go him with for a finish. <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately, or, the bookies are on to it. He's like minus 800 on the money line, and he's like minus 300 to win by finish. So, you know, the the one thing that I'm looking at for that fight is it's like plus 350 for him to win by sub. And all he does is like pound people through the canvas with his hands. But Fernie's got a brick for a head on him. I kind of think he might have to revert to grabbing a neck to actually get him out of there unless the ref steps in to save him. And you're getting like a minus 800, minus 900 favorite at plus 350. I did that with, uh, with uh, what's his name? Um, Joe. A couple a couple of weeks ago when everyone thought he was going to win by sub and he won by knockout instead like uh or i'm sorry bo not joe <laughs> bo nickel uh, i bet his knockout yeah. profit two to one that's kind of the same thing here you know if he just grab if he wants to just grab a neck he wins and it's plus money on a giant favorite that might be the way to go yeah around these parts we call that the reverse brain shout out to the bookies basement the reverse brain call nice. yeah shout out but, harry uh, yeah, shout out to yeah. Harry. <laughs> but um, these, fight, I, these fights have got to be uh, on at they're on at like five in the morning, right, or something yeah, like dude, that. Yeah, they're they're early in the morning for us. We will be waking up very early, about twelve hours from now, almost just over twelve hours. You're gonna need oh, that damn, coffee. Man. But um, Dang, yeah, we've I... got uh, we haven't even talked about the real main event, guys. Ryan Span, <laughs> Anthony Smith, too. I mean, come yeah. on, fellas. Get your hype levels up for this one. I mean, we had to run this one, man. We were all clamoring for it. Uh, no, man. It, that's that's gonna. I mean, it's going to be another good fight, right? What do you guys say? I mean, it'll be fun as long as it lasts. I just – I'm, I'm kind of confused as to why they're booking it again because, like, I don't know, man. Like, I know Ryan Spann's working the desk and stuff like that these days. Is the UFC saying, hey – you beat this guy already. Here's a guy you can beat again. Let's get you a win, buddy. Let's get you back on track. Or are they going wrong guy one last time? Let's run it back and let's let's throw some, you know, a new log on the fire here at this weight class. Let's get Ryan Spann a win over the guy we thought he'd beat last time. I don't know. I, I don't know what the angle is for this fight. I mean, yeah, it really re it doesn't feel like they're doing Anthony Smith any favors here. Like Ryan Spam, he's he. I mean, I know he lost his last fight, but he said he's in like the best mental state he's ever been in in his career. He's ah, like, they always say that. Yeah, they always say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with him, with him, I don't know. It kind of he said he he said he was he he was training for the first time in his career. He wasn't training 
he didn't do training camps before. Hey, you know, so uh, that that'll definitely help him. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I I just anytime Anthony Smith fights, all I think about now is when he was fighting um Johnny Walker, and he said, "You're trying to hurt my family." And Johnny Walker just put his hands down and was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, that yeah, was interesting, man. Concerning. Like the the psyche, I guess you know he was trying to get his mind to that place, and uh, and you you think it he he had a home invasion, right? He had a home invasion, yeah. and he had to like like subdue some guy on like crack or something, um, and then he got he has to go to that dark place when he's in the cage to keep pushing forward for a finish. But rematches always uh, they always intri- like, intrigue me, you know, to see. Uh, the you know span he got choked out in their last fight, so you know he's definitely got a fire lit under him, and uh, and you know Smith is coming off a losing streak, so he needs a win. So it will, I think it's an interesting fight. The biggest thing for me though is you you just cannot trust the chin of Ryan Span. Like I I like the guy, I'm a fan of his. I've actually cashed quite a few tickets on him. I called the. Uh, the submission over Ion Kutalaba that was like 14 to one that night. Um, but he can't take a punch, man. Like if he gets extended at all, or even when he's winning some of these fights, he gets wobbled so bad and his legs give out so quickly. Like even when he's in deep for like a takedown and you get like the Travis Brown elbows going to the side of the head, he just folds and he's so big. The guy could be a heavyweight. He's like massive at 205. I just can't ever in good conscience put my money on Ryan Spann because maybe he nukes Anthony Smith in round one. Maybe he gets him out of there with a big shot early, but if he doesn't, I just, I just think Smith is eventually going to bop him with something that wobbles him, and whether he keeps punching for the KO or if he you know, sinks up a sub again after Span starts to panic, I, I think Smith probably can win this thing again. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think you get a little club and sub. Smith catches him, drops him, and then jumps on that neck. The old club and sub. Got to love it. Yeah. No amount well, of training is going to fix the chin. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the one thing that I'm like – if he's just not got that durability, he's got to find a game plan so that he doesn't get hit. And if his game doesn't work that way, he he's going to get hit. <laughs> I'm on Ryan Spann here and he's going to throw a leg kick. I don't, I think I've read a stat. He's never thrown a leg kick or he's only got one <laughs> leg kick in his last 10 fights. Yeah. So wow. he's going to throw one. And that's going to be it. Leg he's just, just the one leg kick will do it. Just the one leg kick. The fight will be <laughs> over. That'll be it for me. That the, I'll have won the fight after the leg kick. There you go. All right. I got something to root for now. Let's go, Span. Throw that leg kick. And then another that's... guy I, I like on this card, uh, before we talk about, we're, we're, we'll briefly touch on next week's card before we get out the door. Just the main event. But uh, we got a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty and Zuquani against uh, Mikhail Olasejek. I love Chitty. Chitty rules. So I'm all, all aboard the Chitty train. He's got two, two L's in a row. It's an even fight. I like Chitty here. I think Chitty's going to come out and smoke him. I'm not familiar with Chitty. Um, but so tell me tell me a little bit. Go, go down a little bit. I want to see. Uh, tell me yeah. a little bit about this guy. So he's he's got tons of experience. I believe he fought he fought Bellator eight fights. Yeah, he's got eight Bellator fights, and that was before he had to fight contender series. 
and he's fought some good fighters. You know, he's fought, fought Power Bar. He fought RoboCop. He fought Albert Duraev. Um, He's the one. He's the guy that split RoboCop open. Oh, yeah. And then, okay, okay. And then RoboCop turned it around and knocked him out. So that was a great fight. So he's looking for that bounce back there. Looking for a bounce back. He's on, I, a two, I like, he, he's on like a, a, a winner, winner pack your bags fight. You know, this is uh, he's on still looking for his first UFC or, you know, coming off two losses. Uh, you know, you got to win that third one. So that's a that's a dangerous man. You got to think that he's going in there bringing his A game. He lost his last one by split too. It was close. It was very competitive. So he's he's probably got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. I'm with you, man. I I actually bet Chitty this week too. I I got him at a plus 102, slight underdog money. I just think his size is going to be such a big difference, man. And honestly, uh, it's funny. Fighters keep on coming after me, Matt. If you could just tell the boys to chill out because <laughs> they see me post chill my out. picks on Twitter. Cody Durden came after me. Mikal saw the pick on Jitty and he came after me. Like they're they're not taken to me when I pick against them, man. So I got some heat, but uh I, I like Jitty hey, too. I, I think the reach yeah, you, you, That's it. You gotta take that. That's why you're the best. You make the smart bets, you know. We you can't you can't bet with your heart. I lose when you know, don't you lose when you just like bet with your heart? You gotta make the smart bets. Yeah, you gotta. If you're betting with your heart, you gotta go in knowing it's half a donation. That's why I can't bet the Vikings, man. Like I know, I know, I'm already biased thinking my team's gonna win. There's no point in putting the money there because it's just a double whammy when they lose. <laughs> I know, man. It's a Jets year anyway. Aaron Rodgers bringing us to the Super Bowl. This oh, guy, this listen to this guy. Listen, the two weeks in a row with the Jets, you give him a microphone. Look what he talks about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's but, uh, a good time we got football starting like uh you gotta love like football season uh hell yeah dude i miss we used football to like, saturday yeah right you gotta love a little football and we got singapore fights and then uh what do we got the weekend after that we got cyril gain fighting spivak right Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So we'll, we'll put together a little underdog uh, after we talk about this main event here. But uh, we got we got Cyril God fighting uh, Sergei Spivak uh, out in France. Is this the first UFC France event ever? Is this their first? Do they go out to France often? I think they just legalized it there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's either the first or second. But, um, you know, Cyril Gain is, is the French, you know, he's... He's uh, trying to bring a market over there, uh, but I, I think he's got a tough fight with this one. You know, I think his his weakness is his grappling, his jujitsu. Uh, he's an amazing striker. He's a very athletic heavyweight. You know, awesome uh, movement, but uh, he's getting out wrestled by Nganyu. You know, Jones made easy work with him. Um, I think you know it, it's a striker versus grappler. I think. Uh, Spivak can definitely use that grappling and probably take him down and spoil that uh, that French crowd. Especially, I'll take him as the underdog all day. Yeah, I got a feeling that um, Spivak going to be a, a big underdog there, and I I, I I think I agree. I like I like uh, the polar bears grappling. I like his uh, his intensity. It feels like God is like a point fighter. He struggles with guys that get in his face and really force the issue get him on his back foot you know 
Yeah, yeah. And his striking is just, it's very clean for a heavyweight. And you love to see like heavyweights with that are so light, like Tom Aspinall and like guys that are so like light on their feet and they look like lightweights. And, you know, he's one of them. But I think he's got a hole in the jujitsu that, you know, who knows? Hopefully he's been working it. Yeah, he could just come out and look like an absolute monster. Who knows? We'll see. He was highly touted before that John Jones fight, so we'll see. I don't know what to make of Gon, guys. I'll be honest. I've never had a really good read on Cyril Gon. He's a guy that's been pretty confusing to me over the course of his career. Um, Spivak's another guy. Big question marks around him. I mean, at least we know what he's going to do, but like – Ever since Gon took the L to John Jones, you know he's been doing one thing in the gym, and that's figure out that sprawl. So, like, yeah, man, this is a tough fight. I can't wait to see how this one goes. Well, it's yeah, crazy. This- you think, you think like, like back in the day, it's the classic uh, grappler versus striker matchup. You know, it's always favored the grappler. You know, for the longest time, but I feel like recently uh, the grapplers have been losing. I feel yeah. like the next evolution of MMA is these uh these strikers that are you know you can't take down their movements too good their uh you know their takedown defense is good uh and then uh but we'll see you know i feel like that's the next evolution uh that we, that's happening we've come full circle matt it, it goes all the way back around to chuck liddell you use that reverse wrestling and force these people to stand and bang with you that's uh we we've gone from that to wrestling dominance to now the strikers are going to get their turn again. <laughs> yeah, until until uh, Spivak goes in there and gets the takedown and uh, chokes him out. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, we'll just go. We'll put a card together here. A little quick underdog card. Uh, make sure you use promo code Tango if you're watching. Haven't already. Sign up for Underdog Fantasy. You'll get your first deposit matched up to $100. YC sent me a graphic this week. I forgot to upload it because I'm a dumbass. But, um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, So uh, who who do we like this week? What do we like this week, like, numbers-wise? Like, significant strikes-wise? Stuff like that. I got Max Holloway Holloway by knockout. Because I'm, I, I think he's getting a knockout. I think he's doing that. That's what I think. Yeah, he, he but he's probably, there's got to be, he's going to have like over like, like a shitload of uh, significant strikes. Isn't there some like cool bet you could do like for like over the amount of significant strikes? Um, they yeah, know they better do. than to give you that one on Max Holloway, though. They they do. Yeah. It's 111 and a half. Whoa. It's high. It's high. I know. That's why I, I was know. going. The knockout would be easy. He gets the knockout. It's over. You know, we could go fantasy points. Can't get greedy with- though. That's the when, whenever you try to dig like that. That's when you lose. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm gonna go with Max's fantasy points. I think he he clears it easily. I think he clears I don't mind it that. easily. I mean, either yeah, a I finish like or high volume, he might still be able to get over that number. I don't mind it. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, I think the same way, the same thought process, like Clint said, I like, I like, uh, Giga, uh, or Giga. I don't know even how to pronounce his name, but, uh, 54 and a half fantasy points. I think I like that. He should, they should stand and bang there. Yeah, I agree. I like Giga too. I think he's going to come back like with a splash and, uh, 
make things you know interesting at, at the top of uh, 145. Yeah, we went three for three on that one. I think we all like Giga. I think that's a good good selection there. And then, I mean, we got to go Aaron Blanchfield. We were th- another one we were three for three on. We got her fantasy yeah. points. We got her significant strikes. What do we got for the rivals for Aaron? Let's see if we got we got any rivals for her. Did I see her there? Maybe not. Oh, yeah, we do. So significant strikes. Will she have more than seven than Tyla? I don't know if I want to go with that. I don't know if I want to play that. So I think I'm yeah. just going to go over fantasy points. We're going to go with the over fantasy points there. What is but, the uh, what are the props that they've got on our kid, uh, Japanese Conor McGregor, the uh, <laughs> uh, Kinyushita? Uh, Kinyushita? Oh, is this Yusaku? Yusaku? Yeah, yeah, Yusaku. Uh, we got fight time six uh, and a half minutes and significant strikes 36 and a half. Okay. They know what's up. They're not going to give us anything there because I'm like, man, I, I love him for this fight. I I think he's going to take Goff out in the first round. Oh, I mean, if you think he's going to take him out in the first round, I mean, we do the under. Or do or do you think he just gets more strikes than Goff? We got more strikes than Goff. So the only problem with that is that if he doesn't kill Goff, Goff's one of those guys that will just keep coming forward and then – He'll out-volume him the other way on, like, the back half of the fight. So I, I'd be a little nervous about that. Obviously, if he if he beats him, he you know, and it could be one of those things where he lands, like, five to eight on punches but knocks him out so he still loses. Like, I, I wouldn't want to get fancy on that one. Should we just go under six and a half minutes? He wins in the first round? Yeah, you got to like that, that one. You gotta Let's like do that. that We're I, doing it. That's going to be First fun. round finish, baby. Let's go. That's going to be fun. Okay, I'm putting this in. We're putting this in. All right. So we got Max Holloway, higher 90 fantasy points. Giga Chikadze, higher 55 fantasy points. Aaron Blanchfield, higher 58 fantasy points. And Yusaku Kinoshida, lower six and a half minutes of fight time. First round finish. That's going to be fun. That's going to be awesome. But uh, like thank you, time. Clint, for joining us today. This was a lot hey. of fun, dude. Thank you. This was a blast. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'll, I'll take my shirt off next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next time. Yeah, maybe that should be the rule. The guests have to take their shirt off also. <laughs> have to, man. Yo, Clint, you're the man, dude. Uh, thank you for joining us. And your insight is is fucking point on. I, I'm, I'm, I feel like we're on the same page with, uh, with all these bets too, man. If only I could bet, maybe I could make some money. Yeah, yeah. I I feel bad for you guys. It, it, the betting definitely makes uh not that MMA needs to be any more exciting, but it definitely makes it more fun. So, thank you guys seriously. Thank you for having me. It was an absolute blast. I'd love to uh you know, chop it up with you guys again sometime. This was really fun. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll have you back. Uh do you have anything you want to shout out before you go? Anything you want to yeah. put eyes on? Absolutely. So my my show is every single Monday on Pub Sports Radio. I break down every single card top to bottom, 7.30 p.m. Eastern every single week. And uh, we just degen out over there, man. It's been a good year for me. Things are going the right direction. But everybody, uh, mind that bankroll, the swings. You got to protect yourself. Don't go crazy on anything. Hell yeah, That's dude. Well, hell yeah. Right thank there. you. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, thank you, everyone who watched and chat, all the new faces, a lot of new people, Clint's people in chat. Thank you for stopping by. 
Give us a subscribe. Join us every Friday to Eastern. Give us a like. And we'll uh, we'll see you next week for Cyril Gahn, Sergei Spivak in, uh, in France. Peace out, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.